0: Welcome to Junior Doctors' Corner, the podcast that helps medical students and junior doctors like yourself not only survive, but thrive in your careers. We cover topics including doctor well-being, career, and life outside of medicine. My name is Dana, and I am your host for this podcast. Are you ready for a healthy dose of support, motivation, and inspiration? Then let's start this episode. stack. hello everyone welcome back to junior doctor's corner so this is the first episode for the month of november i apologize it is a little bit later than my usual schedule however i as i have mentioned in my Instagram stories. I have been busy and also celebrating my birthday. So here it finally is. But before we jump into the episode, I just want to make a couple announcements. The first one is thank you so much to Bandit who left an Apple Podcast review. Um so Bendy said, great podcast, medical stuff is good to listen to, but emotional and well-being side of things is even better. So thank you so much for leaving that five-star review. I really appreciate it. It helps um, you know, share this podcast with other junior doctors who need to listen to it. So um, if you guys have two seconds and you've been really enjoying my podcast, please uh, hop on to Uh, iTunes and leave a review. Now, the second announcement I'd like to make is this is going to be the second last episode for the year. So I'm going to be taking a break over December, so Christmas and New Year's. And um, I'm also going to be taking a break in January as I will be moving cities to start my GP training. But otherwise, I should be having some really good Podcast episodes lined up for you guys uh, at the start of February. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this next episode. I thoroughly enjoyed recording this next one. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for joining me on Junior Doctors Corner.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, uh, to you know, start off this uh, podcast episode, can you please tell our listeners a bit about yourself for those who haven't had the Amazing pleasure of meeting you in person yet.
1: You're being way too quiet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, I, I'm a PGY-5. Um, uh, I guess my, my journey, I'm an orthopedic registrar. At the moment, I'm an unaccredited registrar. And for anyone that's familiar with uh, you know a lot of subspecialty training, there's many years of uh, unaccredited practice uh, ahead of you. And... Currently this year I'm taking a gap year from the public sector to pursue research, so I'm uh, well on track to finishing a master's degree and um, I'm working on a systematic review at the moment.
0: So I think there's um, something that's really interesting about you, Michael, that you haven't mentioned yet, but we will go into it. So, you know, this leads us to the next question. You have your own charity organization, uh, which is amazing. And every year you do you. a very special event um, so called Fairy False Friday and Funky Shirt. You know, Friday. So please correct me if I got that wrong. Um, but please tell us a little bit more about your charity and what it's all about.
1: Okay, um, no, no, you got it right. So it's it's called. Uh, I guess everyone refers to it as Fairy Floss Friday. When we first started, our name um, is you know Loud Shirt Fairy Floss Friday, which uh, makes makes reference to I guess um, what what we do in our annual event. You sort of gave the listeners a bit of a clue. We. Uh, we're a, a mental health charity, and that's how we um, have established ourselves and uh, registered ourselves with the Australian Charity Not for Profit Commission. And we're essentially a mental health charity for what we coin as the healthcare community. Now, um, if I, you know, when we go into how it sort of came about, I can explain how we got to this point. But in a nutshell, just as an overview, we're a charity that Um, is trying to have an annual day of the year, which is on the first Friday of February. The alliteration works quite well with Fairy Floss Friday. Um, But I guess it also is quite a poignant day in the lives of um, many doctors. It's uh, the changeover period in New South Wales um, and around the country. It's usually within a week or so of changeover period where often junior doctors are being, um, you know, fostering in the, the next sort of, I guess, generation of interns from medical school and um, a lot of doctors are, are moving on whether they didn't get their um, job they were looking for the next year or their career takes them to someplace remote from their, their, I guess, uh, safety nets and networks and um, it's an important day but um, it's a day that's essentially run by junior doctors when, when we started, but it's expanding now um, to being run in other state locations by nurses and, and people from um, the whole healthcare community. And what we essentially try to do is have a national day, that's our goal, but at our local hospital, a day where everyone comes in, wears a loud shirt to work, um, gets a free fairy floss, and it provides the atmosphere to get people starting to talk about um the, the mental health issues that face many people working within uh, the, the healthcare sector.
0: Wow, what an amazing initiative you started. So how many years has this been going on for?
1: So I I guess the going back to the history of this event, we never set out to make a charity. And I say we because I'll make reference to the team of where we've grown, and and we couldn't be what we are today without um, my colleagues who who also volunteer their time to make this organisation what it is. But essentially, um, it, we we had there was a, there was a local hospital where I was working as a first year registrar, and uh, I had an intern there who um, was very enthusiastic and wanted to pursue the the same sort of career trajectory in terms of orthopedics and. You know, it is, a, it is a long road and he was um, very energetic and the two of us um, sort of bounced off each other and, and we were in a hospital sector at the time where unfortunately one of the CMOs um, that was almost an institution at this hospital, it was a, it was a fairly medium-sized hospital, a 300-bed hospital, um, he unfortunately had passed away from suicide Um uh, you know, a few months earlier. So it was a hospital um, that was hurting, particularly the wards that he was close in, but um, this CMO um, or you know, was a huge advocate for junior doctors and had been part of this hospital for, you know, about 15 years. So um, that coupled with a busy orthopaedic term coupled with a, you um, you know, me looking at someone a few years younger than me going down the same trajectory thinking, you know, this career is a struggle for even me, a resilient person, thinking about all the colleagues around us that are struggling silently. Um, Let's have a staff mental health day. And it was never meant to be anything more than that. And uh, by virtue of having access to a commercial fairy floss machine, uh, which my uncle used to have, um, my uncle also passed away from suicide, which is kind of the personal link um, he was a non doctor, but nonetheless, it's something that more than 10 years on I still struggle to deal with. And we basically had a staff day where we saw my, my colleague and I thought we'd set up a fairy floss machine, hand out free fairy floss to everyone that comes down wearing a loud shirt. Uh, and we used that as an opportunity to distribute. Um, Information. So that was both crisis intervention information, small business cards with, of course, Lifeline's phone number on it, but also more preventative measures, um, ways that they can interact with um, the hospital's um, counselling service, um, resources that are already produced by one, lots of other fabulous charities out there. And uh, we asked people for a gold coin donation where we donated it all to uh, the Black Dog Institute in that first year. And... <laughs> I think if you think of most charities, they all ask you to wear some, wear something, do something, but never really give back. Um, fairy flosses <laughs> works for so many levels. It's, um, I, I think first of all, having a loud shirt in a conservative hospital environment, but then you go to the next level and, and bring a, a fairy floss in. First of all, it's um, a nostalgic treat from when we're all children, the smells and, and taste. But beyond that, it's, the juxtaposition of having this pink fluffy treat that resonates and innocence of childhood in a conservative hospital environment makes people do a double take and go, what the hell is this about? <laughs> um, and at least gives you the opportunity then, um, to be able to start a conversation, explain to patients, other professionals, um, why you're wearing this ridiculous shirt while you're consuming in this, this treat. And, um, uh, the, the the other side of things is it's incredibly scalable. And I, as we've moved forward and become bigger than what we ever expected it to, I always reference stuff back to sort of the Australian colloquialism of a sausage sandwich and said it's much harder to organise a sausage sizzle at your hospital with food hygiene and cooking meat properly and all this than getting a fairy floss contractor and handing out fairy floss. And from a cost point of view, it's much much cheaper even from a caloric point of view a berry floss is you know 99% air Uh, of course the constituents in there that are that our actual substance is 100% sugar Um, (laughs) but you know it's caloric value is probably less than one piece of white bread than you'd have in a sausage sandwich it (laughs) seems to you know be at every hospital once a year for um, some international day of something Uh, but yeah it was it was never meant to be more than just a one-off staff mental health day and it just really, really worked. Um, it, I still get goosebumps thinking about that, that day, we had um, a GP from the community come in um, and share a story about losing um, an, another person from the medical profession who passed away. And we had people pledging huge amounts of money to, through the, to the Black Dog Institute who we were collecting for on that day. And, the whole healthcare community, which we kept coining um, came together. And and what we mean by that is we wanted a day that encompassed everyone. So um, I guess, I guess the elephant in the room is I'm a doctor. Um, I'd just come through my junior years and saw the ups and downs. Um, I was doing my first year as an unaccredited registrar, which is a big step up. And I saw another intern coming along a few years behind me, which reminded me a lot of myself. And, you know, I I looked at that and thought, how can I help look out for our colleagues? But going beyond that, the hospital that it was at, and and as I said, I made reference to the fact they'd recently lost someone and it was a community hurting. You'd go into the wards where that 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 doctor had worked, and you know the ward clerk would be there to introduce you warmly. The PSAs in the corridor, uh, the the nurses, of course, and and this is when I started to realise. You know the hospital is a small, um, you know, uh, ecosystem inside the the wider uh, ecosystem. It's got its own you know corporate governance, um, financial issues, um, you know, po- political structure, uh, and and we're dealing in a highly stressful situation where you know people don't come to the hospital when they're having a good day. Like if you're working in a recreational park, you know people are there um, either visiting loved ones who are passing away. It, it's a highly charged environment. And I thought the inherent strength, all these days or of awareness or support is a day for nurses or a day for doctors or, you know, physiotherapy week or whatever it may be. But there was never anything that grouped people together collectively. So it was about the whole hospital and the whole hospital got behind it and um, the rest is sort of history.
0: I have um, three things that I want to say. So firstly, I'm really sorry to hear that you you know, lost someone close to you to suicide and also a colleague to suicide. Secondly, it's amazing that you took something that was so, you know, sad and traumatic and turned into something, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, from what, you know, we've spoken about to your charity uh, before, it, it has grown beyond just your hospital, which is great. And you can tell us a little bit more about that um, in a bit. Um yeah. And you're absolutely right. There's just so many of these uh, events or, or weeks that they have in the hospital organized by some admin person or whatever executive higher up, whether it's physio week or whatever. There has yet until now uh, or until your event came along, there wasn't something that brought everyone together. And particularly with medicine, You know, historically and culturally, it's always been a very isolating kind of job where, you know, doctors always felt like they had to compete with each other. So they only felt the need to only look after themselves in order to survive. So, you know, I think an event like that really, um, you know, reminds everyone that, um, you know, we're all a team, you know, we're all in this together and we can all together um, help each other and make our work environment a much better place.
1: Look, I think you hit the nail on the head there, and um, I mean we can all be um, accused of, or if we reflect, we there's been many times that if, you know myself have have been stressed out due to the situation I'm in, um, working long hours, many days, um, over you know emergency departments that uh, just overrun with endless people, and and you needing to be in four places at once, so it, it's naturally stressful, and I think at the end of the day. We all chose these altruistic professions for a reason um It's certainly not for the money and um you know we we could have all gone and been investment bankers or something like that. but we've chosen a a profession that actually you go to work and you're not moving funds from one account and and if any investment bankers are listening to this, I love your work, don't take this as a, as a as <laughs> um what what I mean is that um we <laughs> I mean that, that for us. And when I say us, I mean doctors, allied health. Um, you know, even the ward clerks and um, PSAs and the orderlies. They, at the end of the day, we've come to work and we haven't moved funds from one account to another. Um, we've actually touched another individual's life and helped them in some way. So I think it, at, if we break everything down to the fact that we've kind of self-selected individuals to this profession, you know, large, you know, largely in part. Um, that are caring and we often lose track of that due to the stressful pressure cooker of the environment we're in and as you said we are all in this together and we are a team and some of the things that stick with me in terms of my earlier times um, as a doctor I'm still a junior doctor Um, you know I'm just five years out I I feel like I'm a completely different person than when I was an intern but um, you know I'm I'm closer to an intern than I am uh, you know those senior consultants so Uh, I think, of course, I remember the great um, medical things or the conversations I've had with mentors, but some of the things that really touch me to this day is I remember being on call late one night. I think it was, you know, it was a Sunday, so that was day seven of a 12-day on call. Um, And it was a nurse that finished and I don't even remember her name and I barely remember what she looks like, but I remember so clearly how it made me feel that day. And I remember that she had finished night shift, so we'd crossed paths about 6 a.m. in the morning, and it was about 1 a.m. the following morning. I still hadn't left the hospital. I was kind of feeling, um, you know, you know, when you're on a, a late shift and you're writing notes and you make silly errors in terms of it, writing the same thing twice because you're just so tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't clinically i wasn't working clinically at the time i'd sort of signed off but i was catching up on notes and all of a sudden this plastic plate just appears from the side with um a gross toasted white bread cheese sandwich and it was like it could have been a three course meal but that that sandwich was amazing and the fact that she just saw that i probably hadn't eaten which is true and i had been there when she'd left her first shift and then started the next shift and there'd been three nursing shifts in that time. Um, she just came and gave it to me. And, and those touching things remind you that these people are looking out for you. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that look at the junior doctors, junior allied health, and uh, they're the same age as their children or um, the, the ward clerks, they see everything. You got to remember the ward clerks that have been there for 20, 30 years. They've seen the consultant on the ward right now come through when they're an intern. They, they hear all this, they see all this, and um, they're a wealth of information. And I don't know of any day that ever targets the ward clerks. But when we had our first hospital day, we went down to their manager and said, email all the ward clerks, tell them all that they had to wear a loud shirt. They're just as important as this, as the consultant specialist that's uh, wearing a ridiculous shirt too on the day.
0: What an amazing story. <laughs> now... You've received a lot of support for Ferric Floss Friday, um, but, you know, you've also been discouraged by uh, one or two senior consultants from taking on something that is considered irrelevant to your training. Can you tell us a bit more about that experience and how you overcame that kind of adversity and negativity?
1: Yeah, perfect. Look, I might break that question down into two parts, which is one, um where we are now as how we evolved from a one-off random staff mental health to a nationally registered charity and then to the the, the criticism. So I might address it in, in your order first. So I guess the Yeah, you're 100 percent right. I I have unfortunately um been criticized that <laughs> you know, perhaps, um, I should be focusing on more things, um, pertinent to my development as an orthopedic registrar. This is in the context of most orthopedic unaccredited registrars do, you know, 70 hour plus weeks. So, uh, I mean, that's fairly devoted. Um, and you you know, you use all your holidays going on courses. Um, primary exams are well and truly set these days by the time you get an unaccredited job. So, I mean, you, you are devoted and, um, the it was challenging i guess when i thought i was doing something that yeah definitely isn't going to help my career i mean if i spent the hundreds of hours in um that i've put towards this uh this movement to writing another paper to buffer cv then sure that that would probably help but everyone's doing that and um you know and i'm doing that too but this is this this felt more important um and I think that sort of segues nicely into to why. it. As I said at the start, it was never meant to be anything more than a staff mental health day. And all of a sudden it got media attention in terms of uh, the local newspapers and then um, the larger state-based publication that they, uh, you know, have links with. And more importantly, I was back at that hospital months later and, and wards had cut out pictures and stuck on their wards and laminated their hospital because we had a group photo of all, you know, 40 or so nurses and doctors and allied and everyone down there. And, and they were proud of it. And people would bump into the corridor and would would ask me, when are we doing another one? Um, and I, I think one of the, the most um, touching things was, is when an intern came up to me, um, it was probably about um, seven months later and said, Um, I was actually really struggling at that time and going to the event and seeing how everyone was so happy to talk about things. As I mentioned, there was doctors that came in and and shared stories. Um, it kind of prompted them to seek help. Um, and there was actually a real tangible outcome that at least in one person's life there, I'd I'd been told that by having this event, it made a difference to them. And what sort of happened from there was I, I sat down with, um, the the intern, Benji, who um, if you go to our website, you'll see he's part of the team as well. And and he was there helping me run the first ever day. My dad actually made fairy floss on the first day. So it was my dad's brother who um, passed away from suicide and it was my dad's brother's um, fairy floss machine that we use. So um, dad donated his day and came and made it and it was kind of um, therapeutic for him. But I, I actually sat down with my colleague and said, look, I'm a, I'm a busy surgical registrar. You're uh, coming towards the end of internship and going path, and equally is busy. And, but I feel a sense of obligation to see where we go with this um, due to the feedback people are, are giving us. Um, and what are your thoughts? And he enthusiastically said yes. And I said, well, we're going to do it, I guess we do it properly. And, um, <laughs> you know, rather than just, uh, you know, having another day and maybe at a different hospital, we went the whole hog. So we re- recruited a team and, uh, you know, the, 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 team of us. So at the time I had a, one of my best friends who was a fellow surgical registrar, um, and we had two other interns that were in Benji's year. Um, so Adrian, um, Duncan, uh, Benji and Selena, we all sort of sat down and we discussed our vision and we all came together to agree. Yeah, let's, let's do this properly. So what we did was we um, talked about our strengths and weaknesses. We talked about the goals. We thought about the regulatory framework of what we needed to work within. And we decided we'll, you know, travel down the path to become a registered charity. It took, I don't know if anyone's gone through that process before, but it's a, a huge amount of hours and I think you know that's obviously good that you have to jump through this many hoops but um, we became an incorporated association um, in New South Wales. Uh, we had a comprehensive constitution uh, drafted up which basically says our whole ethos of the charity is to uh, develop and promote mental health amongst the healthcare professionals and then we sought registration with the Australian Charity Not-for-Profit Commission which we were subsequently granted, uh, all of us and in, embedded in our constitution, um, are 100% volunteers, uh, as a charity. Now we can at least receive donations from the events we run where businesses become deductible gift recipients and, and can claim it as a tax deduction, which is when we approach the medical defense organizations and the, the modest money we we're given were help paying for things like website fees, but to put things in perspective, um, we've got a very shoestring budget so my surgical colleague was watching youtube videos learning how to make websites um while studying for exams um we were making stuff on photoshop everything you see on the website is all from donated hours from 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 our team Uh, we've had some community engagement we had a drone uh, drone pilot come to one of our events and and offer services for free to video um but everything we've done we, we, we've done ourselves on a shoestring budget the plan is as we go further we could hopefully uh, employ someone or have someone that's well versed in that space donate some time that can help make the website better make our videos better but at the moment that's sort of where we are and also core to our ethos is we didn't want to replicate anything that was already being done there's some amazing well-funded general charities out there um and we wanted to create an event that gave us an opportunity to distribute that information so we had our first official what we call loud shirt fairy floss friday or fairy floss friday for short on the first friday of february in 2018 and that was held at gosford hospital on the the new south wales central coast midpoint between uh newcastle and sydney and simultaneously at wyong hospital so we had it at two sites it received uh, just unprecedented response we had uh, local news crew come and cover the cover the event. We had representative from the colleges, which is actually a, a good point I should raise. As an organisation that was representing everyone, we thought who who were the who were the governance of these um, groups of body of people. So we approached um, the College of Surgeons, uh, College of Physicians, all the subspecialty colleges. Uh, and then the Allied Health Colleges, the Australian Physiotherapy Association, the Nurses and Mis- Midwives Association, etc., and we explained to them our vision, what we were doing, and I was, to, to be honest, I'm completely, I was completely bewildered with how, um, how, how strong it was adopted by the majority of these organisations who showed their ownership and buy-in of this movement by letting us use their logos on our supporters page um, distributing in their social media pages amongst their members and some of them sending representatives to to our day. So we've set forward um, our ambitions to them that we eventually want to grow to other hospitals around the state and around the country. And uh, I guess that's our goals for the future is just steady growth to new hospitals where a whole generation of new interns are coming into a profession that's saying, here's a day, to represent the fact that, unfortunately, based on your career choices, when uh, every other risk factor is accounted for, you have a disproportionate rate of mental illness. And, unfortunately, the worst of that being suicide, purely by choosing these altruistic professions, which I think is a travesty It's something that exists that we know as a profession um, for a very long time, irrespective of uh, cultural and geographical bounds around the world, it's 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 really something that's sad and um look this is at least the day that it makes people realize that this is a problem and uh, you know each each event we've had in subsequent years has become more and more successful
0: that is really great to hear and for any of our listeners who are interested in participating of being part of, you know, your movement, uh, part of growing Fair Frost Friday? How can they get in touch with you? How can they sign up? Do they need to send in their CV? What should they do?
1: <laughs> Look, that, that's a really good question. And as you can you can see, the theme from how we've grown from modest beginnings is we're still very small and modest and busy full-time uh doctors with masters as side projects are also trying to do this. And um, I, I think the, the the great thing about this charity uh, and this movement is how um, easy it is to roll out at other events. We were organically contacted by the Gold Coast University Hospital, their emergency department there. And one of the nurses, um, Tony, if you're listening, uh, she sent videos of them going out on their own initiative, hiring a fairy floss machine, having a day there, and then sent us and donated the money to us to say, look what we've done here. Um, we've had nurses on the wards make scrunchies and then sell them on the on the day for loud, loud scrunchies to help help raise money for the charity. But what we've done with that money is to be able to roll forward and move into places properly like the gold coast university hospital last year um, and our goal is to go to to more sites now what you're saying to get involved it's actually quite easy um, and and it act, the unfortunate thing is i think you'd struggle to find a network out there where a very senior you know physiotherapist hasn't left from career attrition just due to mental health issues from the, the, the workload or unfortunately a junior doctor or a senior doctor is, has killed themselves um, in, in, a, in a network. So we have wards or departments or units, different groups of professions and people at hospitals that this story will resonate with more to, more than more, more than others. And you only need a team of four or five people to roll out an event at your hospital. They can go to our website at fairyflossfriday.com or they can go to our Facebook page. um, Once again, Facebook and you search Fairy Floss Friday and and get in contact with us. Um, Essentially, you need an enthusiastic group of people and someone has to call up a Fairy Floss operator to come in and donate and to give out free Fairy Floss all day. It is simple as that. Um, we engage with them to make sure that we've spread the and distributed the appropriate um, educational resources, um, which is usually from Beyond Blue or the Black Dog Institute. But each network has um, employee outreach programs. Um, there's material that um, is more tailored to doctors. There's some that's more tailored to allied um. And there's other stuff that's just general um, advice on depression and anxiety and, of course, most importantly, crisis intervention um, information. We've got big plans of where we want to take um, the charity and one of those things is building links and bridges between the the hospital community and the GP community to help identify general practitioners that are, are happy seeing doctors and discussing mental health issues and um, having – having a way to connect those people. We've got lots of plans of where where we want to go and what we do. But if any of your listeners are good on social media, we need a social media manager who, uh, you know, have a, a background before they started medicine in graphic design or wonderful if they're an investment baker and can lean on their <laughs> old colleagues. <laughs> um, but 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 really, um, you need a hospital that's got buy-in. And I'm, I'm, I was proud that the CEO of our hospital, did have buy-in and it's creating an environment where then people can engage with the, the promotional material. That is that is the real heart of this is to, to show um, that we're all coming together and that you see the consultant wearing a ridiculous shirt and having a fairy floss and you see um, one of the orderlies doing the exact same thing. But we had three boxes at, at Gosford Hospital, which was a 500-bed hospital, so a big hospital, and we ran from early in the morning to the evening and we went through, we had, a, we had three tables spread out with promotional material, um, as I said, kind of grouped in general, more allied or more doctor-specific, and we ran out. Um, now, nobody had to, no one was there handing this out. It wasn't in front of the Fairy Floss machine. They had to walk out of their way while they're lining up for a Fairy Floss, which was the sort of vehicle that got them down there, to go and engage at this table, table. And 80% of people coming down is my anecdotal straw poll but would would at least look at the table Um, and at least half of them would engage really properly, flip through material and take it. And it wasn't scattered around the wards like you see those annoying people at the Westfield handing out gym membership that you turn the corner and the bin's full of the glossy pamphlets. This stuff wasn't anywhere. Everyone took it home. Um, Central Coast Health is the biggest employer um new south wales health central coast is the biggest employer in this area and to think that at least some one person or two persons in that household or family have taken this information home um, whether it's for their colleague themselves their child um i know we started as a healthcare promotion charity and we are but the flow and effects are really immeasurable and uh, this one simple initiative and anyone that is thinking about hosting an event at their hospital if they've got a a sympathetic and understanding or a a better word is probably proactive uh, executive team at their hospital, the costs of them to run a Fairy Floss Day um, is significantly less than a staff barbecue. If you actually speak to the people that organise the barbecues at those hospitals, we're talking lots and lots of money and it's much, much cheaper to run a Fairy Floss Day. It's run cost neutral. Uh, It's just so... Um, they can help those organisations roll out a proper event with the proper signage, posters around the wards um, for the weeks up ahead to encourage people down there and make sure they know to wear their loud shirt. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds
0: like a lot of fun. I hope that I'll get the opportunity to get involved in one of the events in the future.
1: Uh, look, it's... it. it you know, I, I realise how this may sound to some people, loud shirts and fairy floss at a hospital. That's precisely why it works. Um, but once you come experience an event, you see how it organically just spreads through the hospital. Um, and if everyone has sausage sizzles, I, I mean, we'll all, all the listeners of this podcast will be knowing that their hospital has two or three a year and have probably never gone to them. I surely haven't. But I guarantee you, whatever ward you're on, Even if one person gets away for lunch, they're going downstairs and they're grabbing four fairy floss. If you see fairy floss in a ward at a hospital and you don't know what it's about, you're asking pretty soon, what is this about? And the final challenge is I I challenge anyone not to smile while you're at the workplace eating a ridiculous pink fairy floss. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, seeing as we did talk a lot about mental health and well being, and you know, that's the main reason why you started your charity. Um, you know, in addition to running this organization and being an unaccredited orthopedic registrar and doing your must- master's, you must be a very busy person. Can you name one or two things that keep you sane in your crazy busy life?
1: I think. For me, one of, one of the things that probably preceded my interest in the orthopedics was virtue of exposure, and that was riding dirt bikes since I could walk and breaking multiple bones. And um, although I don't ride dirt bikes much anymore, um, I think one of the things that keeps me sane is is probably going out for a ride on, you know, motorcycles. Um, I have two very distinctive rides. They're like different types of bikes, like a sports bike and, and a cruiser. So um, I think... Uh, that's definitely a a time for reflection um where you're really in tune with a, a machine and taking careful note of the the changing surface in the road and other drivers with more alertness when you're in a car you're kind of on autopilot so it forces you not to focus about work and not to focus about um the stresses of study and career and because you you're focusing on writing so i think for me writing is um is, is a is a really important thing
0: <laughs> I have to say though you you pick the hobby that's pretty much the, one of the main reasons that
1: <laughs> <well, laughs>
0: pods <Autopods> have business <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, well, yeah, it's, it's funny that because I, I see patients in um, uh, in in recess and they'll, they'll say something like oh you, you know you think I'm in it for riding I'm like no no you, <laughs> is, 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 is the bike okay you know <laughs> um well, my, my my other hobby is riding horses as well, and I think if you go into any oh channel, you <laughs> have two thirds of motorcycles and horses. So it's it's not it's not it's not going well.
0: <laughs> do you have anything else you would like to add before we wrap up? Um, look,
1: this this very first Friday journey has been um, pretty crazy. Um, I, I couldn't do it without my team behind me. Um, I'm, I'm, as I said these people are all really busy that have passionately thrown their weight behind it and um, I think we're on the cusp of something you know really quite meaningful um, there's been talk at um, pretty senior levels within um, some organizations um, both government and and, and the col- excuse me the colleges I, um, recently I was in discussions with the the, the AOA and as I said, they have enthusiastically jumped behind this idea. Um, But really my my main thing is to encourage those that if this story resonates with them um, is to have a look at our website, see what we're about, um, get in contact um, with us. Either I'll call you back or one of my colleagues and we can have a chat to see what it would look like at your event. But um, ultimately it's about, as you you said earlier, um, realising that, Um, we're all in this together. Um, We all chose these professions to um, ultimately help our patients, but we need to start by helping each other.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for coming on to Junior Doctors Corner and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. If you really like that episode, please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes to help a sister out. And don't forget to subscribe to our email list so that you never miss an episode.